Hello there, friend. This is Jerry Tyson in the Beacon's Light. Make sure you get your all-access pass to the online Summer Prophecy Conference to take place July 30th through August the 7th. The online conference is on demand. That means that you can watch when you want, where you want, and as often as you want between July 30th and August the 7th. Get your all-access pass and learn from Billy Crone. Todd Friel, Bill Federer, Greg Patton, Bob Cornuke, Larry Spargimino, Michael Smith, Rabbi Kurt Schneider, Dr. Kenneth Hill, and James Collins. Hours and hours of prophecy teaching that you don't want to miss. The Summer Prophecy Conference, online and on demand. Get your all-access pass today. Visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com and click on Conferences. You can also register by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. This is podcast number one. Several programs that have been on television in recent years have made an impact on society in general. Some because of iconic theme songs that have gotten into our heads, others for the characters that seem too close to being real, and yet others for the children who have won our hearts as they have played their roles. We recently read of a five-year-old who wooed and wowed the judges on America's Got Talent. I didn't see the show, but she must have been quite a singer, causing one of the judges to exclaim, Wow! I think Shirley Temple lives in you! Now, if you don't remember Shirley Temple and the good ship Lollipop, you can't appreciate how she took the nation by storm as Hollywood's number one box office draw as a child actress from 1934 to 1938. They were the days of decent movies in the downtown theater. Then later on black and white TVs with small, odd-shaped screens on a piece of furniture as big as your bedroom bureau. It was a time of enjoying clean entertainment that made us smile, shed a tear, Feel a level of pride in being an American, and yes, even laugh out loud. Forgive me the nostalgia, even though I was not old enough to have been there in her heyday, she was a memorable person in many ways, even serving as an ambassador for the United States in the United Nations, Africa, and Europe during the Nixon, Ford, and Bush administrations. Well, back to America's God Talent. It would have been worth seeing the face of that judge who said, Wow, I think Shirley Temple lives in you, when the five-year-old replied with the declaration, No, it's Jesus! Imagine an international audience watching an entertainment program and getting that unexpected slap in the face by a small child with all of the innocence that comes with one that age, being a witness of Jesus being in charge of her life. She had an audience a seasoned evangelist would have envied. She had the rapt attention of that audience 
And just when he thought it was the safe thing to do, one of the judges makes a statement that surely had reverberations through the theater's live audience and beyond. No, it's Jesus, she declared. I doubt the small child had been drilled to give an answer like that. She probably had never heard a message based on 1 Peter 3.15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. But I think I can guarantee you this. She had been brought up in a home where Jesus was loved and honored and she had been in her Sunday school classes and junior church where God's word was faithfully taught at her age and understanding level. We don't know where life will take her, but she passed the first big test with flying colors and she honored the Lord. Switching gears from children on TV shows, take either one of those pointer fingers on your hands and aim it at your nose. As an adult, what would have been your reaction in a statement like that? Or for that matter, what did you say the last time you could have had a clear-cut witness for the Lord and you chickened out? I admit, I've chickened out more than once. I'm not proud of it. I'm human, and so are you. Just as no one could have imagined, it is a sure thing that Shirley Temple, when a child actress, never expected to serve her country as well as she did. Maybe you can't imagine being in the service of the Creator God of the universe. But we have been given an incredible privilege to represent the King of Kings every day as His ambassador. Whenever a packet containing a liquid is squeezed, something comes out. Read the label and you're sure to know what it'll be. So here's the question. When you are squeezed, what comes out? At work, are you someone different than people at church would expect? It's highly likely that we're living in the last days of the human history before Jesus reinserts himself into our affairs. The Bible tells us of the day that is still future when he will come in the air and call for all those who have trusted him as Savior to join him for several things that will take place concurrently. We will see him face to face. We will be able to thank him for his sacrifice and salvation personally as we behold him. Imagine heaven. We will be reunited with loved ones who have preceded us in death. We will be joined with the one who is the creator God in the place he is now preparing for us to enjoy for eternity. Scripture tells us the events that will lead up to that reunion, but it doesn't tell us all of them and it doesn't give us a specific date. That is the dynamic uncertainty at play here. No, not uncertainty about it happening, but uncertainty about when it will happen. Until it does, what are you doing? What am I doing to make that eternal period of time something that will bring joy and peace to your family, friends, co-workers, or neighbors? If you were to suddenly start talking to them about Jesus and his will for their lives, would they look at you as if you had lost your mind? Maybe there are some things in the past that would cloud over your effectiveness as a witness. 
Maybe now would be a good time to spend some serious prayer time and confession, getting those things of the past out of the way. Then maybe it would be a good time to make friends with some of those folks so when you do witness to them, there is a chance they will listen to you and realize you might be legitimate. One of the biggest problems we're facing in today's world is Christians who are undercover. If those around us see us singing on Sunday and sinning on Monday through Saturday, we wouldn't have any credibility if we were to suddenly tell them they needed Jesus in their lives. From time to time, we need to take an inventory in our lives and see what's on the shelves. Just like a good cleaning out of the basement or garage could uncover some real surprises of lost treasures, looking deeply into our habits and our daily practices and thoughts might reveal some things we might not realize have taken such a strong hold on us. The real God of our lives is what influences us, controls us, and motivates us. Would it be Jesus or someone or something else. Now, now, before you think I'm preaching at you, this is something I have done to a higher level than normal fairly recently. The dynamics of life have a way of morphing into something different than we realize before we realize they have. That is the subtlety of life. That is also what Satan is trying to do to us daily to keep us from being effective for God's service. It doesn't matter if you're the pastor of a large, vibrant, soul-winning church or the quiet lady who cleans the building in advance for next Sunday's activities. We can all get sidetracked, and before we know it, we're headed in the wrong direction. Many kids get train sets when they're young. There are several well-known train layouts that are notable. One in Germany has caught my attention, and I would love to see it. It's huge and imaginative. I grew up not that far from roadside America, and I remember being impressed with it. What I had as a youngster didn't come close to it, but I do remember the thrill of getting the starter set with train and cars, transformer, and track that formed a simple oval. Around and around, no variation. Around and around. Then, after a trip to the hobby shop, I got a pair of switches and some more track. Now there was room for variety, direction changes, new horizons. Life is like that. As we grow, marry, have children, careers, new careers, move to new towns, it's too easy to take one of those switches onto a new track. What was once important, it isn't any longer. What motivated us has changed. Maybe someone moved too close to us and threatened our marriage or even destroyed it. Who would have thought it back when you said, until death do us part? What's my point? It's time to get things back in priority order. Life is uncertain. We never know when that truck is going to lose control or fly through a signal light and we or a loved one will be headed to a funeral. Someday, your routine physical exam may turn up something you never expected, and it will change everything from your diet to your daily routine. When that happens, it may be too late to stand up on a soapbox and declare God's love to those passing by. 
Recently, we were in downtown Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where we saw a man doing just that. I can't remember the last time I saw a street preacher. With leather lungs, he proclaimed the truth of God's word and the need of people to be saved. Imagine, if you can, if someone he worked with were to be a passerby and heard him, looked up and pointed a finger at him and said, You hypocrite! I work with you every day, and you're a lying thief. Don't you tell me I need to be saved. You need to clean up your act. How embarrassing that would be. What a blotch on the name of Jesus. If you were getting a special delivery message from God in heaven, and it told you you were going to die by next Thursday, or that Jesus was going to come back for his saved ones on Saturday, do you think... It would change your plans for the time until then? <laughs> I guess it would. We give importance to the last words of people. So, here are the last words of Jesus before he ascended back into heaven. They're found in Acts 1, 7, and 8. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his power, but ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Reinforcing an earlier comment, he clearly said, we can't know in advance when he will do what he has planned. But we need to be his faithful witnesses about what we know and have experienced and found in his word. When we were thinking of witnessing for the Lord, the verse I just quoted is probably the first to come in mind. Here are a few more from Isaiah 43, 9-12. Let all the nations be gathered together, and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us the former things? Let them bring forth their witnesses, that they may be justified. Or let them hear and say, It is truth. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and have saved. And I have showed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore, ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. We're not dealing with a local boss, a petty politician, or any other human. We're reading our instructions given by God. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Let me repeat something I said a minute ago. If you were to get a special delivery message from God in heaven, and it told you you were going to die by next Thursday, or that Jesus was going to come back for his saved ones on Saturday, do you think it, I don't know, do you think it would change your plans for the time until then? I think it probably would. But since we don't know, what a difference it would make if we lived that way now. And whenever that time comes, if we shared a gospel tract with the salesperson at the store, the waitress at the diner, or spoke to the person beside us on the plane, 
What if you were suddenly on center stage and had the opportunity to declare, No! It's Jesus! Oh, at your front door now is the mailman with that special delivery envelope. What are you going to do with it? In the Beacon's Light is a production of Beacon Street Media. Feel free to contact us at www.swrc.com. This is Jerry Tyson reminding you that when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sins.